0: Welcome back. Episode number 26, Real Tech Talk. You better be looking at the background. We got our first sponsor up on the board. Besides Annex Ventures, we got Valley Bank. You better look out for them and find out where you bank it so you get on over there. FDIC insured and some other stuff and stuff. Okay, today, episode number 26, we got my man, Omer Gourneau of Localize OS. This technology is changing the game. And even more fascinating is the dude who's the CEO of it. My man, Omer, was under seas in submarines, number two on a submarine for the last seven years. When he finally pops up, he comes up with the technology that it is simple, right? Every time we talk to someone, it doesn't always have to be complex. It could be intuitive and change the game. That's what they're doing for the brokerage community. Everyone's been attacking that sector, and I think they got the wedge in. And I'll tell you, since we are all adopting technology, especially with AI and chat GPT, I bet you that business starts booming now they're too big for me to put money in but i definitely would have back in the day missed that boat so sit down listen up and see how he's changing that brokerage game that's why we're here bro this is real tech talk boom shock a lot so who the hell are you bro you know what are you into what do you do you can keep it real here tell me tell me about these real estate players eric brody is the managing principal of cemvc llc all opinions expressed by eric and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of cemvc llc this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Clients of CEMVC LLC may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. All right, welcome back to Real Tech Talk, people. Number two, six, this time with my man, Omer Greno Now, you don't know, but I know. This young man is finally coming up from undersea, 7 years submarine captain. I said I'd bring you the dopest technologist in the game. You don't normally speak to people like him, but I do, and I brought him here for you. And he's going to talk about his new—actually, not actually not that new. Actually, quite established, called localized. and we're going to get into it. But first and foremost, Omer, thank you so much for coming on in, brother, man. Thank you. Super excited to be here. I know you came from far, so you know this isn't so easy to just to come by New York City for me, so I appreciate it, man. Awesome. And now what everyone else doesn't know is that on Thursday, me and him are going to be on the big stage. By the time you see this, you won't even know that it actually happened. We're going to be on the stage in front of 4,000 people coming up. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. So listen, we always like to find out a little bit of background about you and then why the hell you got into real estate and technology. So first and foremost, so tell us a little bit about
1: yourself, bro. Awesome. So, uh, uh, Omer Granot, originally from Israel. I'm sorry, Uh, my accent was shit. Yeah, exactly, as recognized by my slight accent. (laughs) Um, Forty, grew up in Israel, uh, as you mentioned, served for seven, eight years in submarines. Uh, Wait, can we just talk about that for a second? Because I find it fascinating. Submarines,
0: but you had to, you were the captain, right? It was your job, that boat. I was the EXO, second in command. Second in command of a submarine. I can barely swim, let alone be a submarine commander. So I don't know about everyone else out there who's fascinated with the military, but I'm impressed.
1: Thank you. It's uh, it's nice. It's an interesting sort of different environment. But why?
0: How? Why would they give you that role? What does that mean your background was?
1: That's a what were you question. into? Yeah, it's a good question. I sort of went like very mathematical, physics, engineering, sort of, not engineering, but like physics, math, computers, high school kind and then in Israel, everyone joins the the military. Wait, wait, but also fitness, because you're not like a sloppy mess. So there's physics right. with yeah. sports? With sports. I was a competitive swimmer growing up. Damn, son. What was I doing in Brooklyn, you know? What,
0: no, <laughs> where yeah. was I? wasn't into physics.
1: Damn. I missed uh, out. Well, all right, cool. Gotcha. So physics and swimming, yeah. basically age 6 to 18. Yeah. And then uh, volunteered for the military. There's a bunch of, you know, tests or like, path that you could take. Um, I chose Navy uh, and uh, started the Naval Officers Academy, which was nice. I, I, to be completely honest, it was never sort of my dream. It was sort of more of a challenge.
0: Yeah, by the way, I'm just fascinated. I don't know if our audience cares. I just think it was the craziest thing when you told me that, so whatever, it's all good. Yeah. So you get out of there, seven years, under the ground, you pop up,
1: now what? Surf in Costa Rica for six months. Oh, nice. Uh, decompress? Take, take, decompress, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, physics engineering undergrad uh in israel uh and then uh continued move got married moved to the u.s
0: uh, can I ask a side question was physics easy for you like did it just make no. sense no. okay so you were fighting through that
1: too you yeah. just always did it spitting blood okay yeah. okay yeah. okay <laughs> um and then but realized i'm sort of in, interested in physics but never going to be an exceptional physicist mm-hmm. and so uh continued uh applied to a bunch of business schools got into mit uh, got married. Oh, moved I forgot to about
0: that. Fucking hey, dude! Submarines, yeah, so. sports, physics. Oh yeah, then I went to this little school. You might have heard of it in America, called MIT. All right, yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to tell about the quality of the people I'm bringing on this show. I'm trying to give myself props. So then you went to MIT for physics, uh, business. Okay. Yeah, okay. Thank God we stepped it down. Yeah, so <laughs> God forbid you then
1: did MIT <laughs> physics. No, no, business, business <laughs> MIT. Okay. Uh, then joined uh, what was then a very small startup in New York in sort of transit tech, uh, called Via, Mm -hmm. Uh, joined when we were 16 people. Via
0: is the app that's competing with Lyft and Uber, no? Isn't that the third one? What am I missing? So that's kind
1: of in New York, that's how people know us. Via is sort of an operating system for public mobility, like yellow school buses in New York, public transit in Tel Aviv Mm -hmm. actually runs on Via technology, but we also had a direct-to-consumer sort of lab. And that was your first job, or you had started it? No, that was my first job post-MBA. Okay, cool. Um, Joined early on, uh, worked there for five years, grew the with the team from Mm -hmm. sort of 16 to roughly 1,000. Oh, wow. Kind of wild five years. Uh, And then had three kids on the way. uh, And we decided we want to move back to Israel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Left VIA, uh, still cheering for them from the sidelines, and then joined uh, to start localizing the US. So when you say join, though, you were one of the, it was your idea or you were principal of someone else's idea? What was the story? So I joined as a COO to a real estate tech company that operated in Israel for eight years. That is sort of like the Zillow for Israel. It's like a marketplace operating in Israel, one of the largest two, two largest marketplaces. Uh, joined as a COO uh, with the goal of launching and expanding to the U.S. But let me ask you, though, how did you get from, you got physics, you
0: know, MBA, no problem. You go into tech. But why real estate now? Like, Why was that the opportunity?
1: I'm kind of uh, industry agnostic. I mm-hmm. think there are interesting problems to solve in almost every aspect, domain of life. And so it was kind of random. Uh, mobility was just because I, I heard about this start I literally wrote, uh, when I was at MIT, cool startups in New York mm. uh, and heard about VIA. And then when I wanted to transition back to Israel, I have a good friend who's a mentor uh, uh, who's a sort of a very large uh, private angel investor in Israel. I asked him like, okay, we're you know that's what I've done in the last five years. Um, we're transitioning back to Israel. If you were in my shoes, who would you talk to? And he introduced me to a bunch of people. Um, one of them was the founder of Localize, Madlan um, in Israel. And I was just blown away by sort of the. Op- it's, it's just a it's a massive market, massive opportunity, a very strong team. What is R- residential real estate? I would so say.
0: residential real estate. You were like, this is like, is it a
1: mess and it's huge. Exactly. It's kind of, it's a, it's first, it's huge. Yeah. Then when you kind of dive into it, you say, okay, there's endless opportunities to uh, improve, help the partners that are actually already playing in that field. Um, and really, very little to no technology. And you said residential. That was where you wanted
0: to put on the full frontal attack, was going to be in the residential space. Yeah. So, what were they doing? What was the idea? So the idea is is sort of... And now, what is your role there? So you're at
1: Localize now. That is why you are here today. What's your role there? Yeah, so I'm the CEO. Uh, I joined as a COO. After a year, uh, the, the founder and I sort of swapped roles. And, and ever since, I've been leading the company as its CEO. Okay, so now they're in residential real
0: estate. What was
1: it? What was the idea in Israel? So in Israel, we are a... Uh, data-driven real estate marketplace, right? Think about Zillow or StreetEasy just with a ton more insights, right? We tell you not just the listings and availability, we tell you how much light does your apartment get and uh, education, traffic, crime rate, future construction, uh, everything you would want to know about the property before making the transaction.
0: So tons of
1: business intelligence and how are you picking up that data? So much of it were plugged into public uh, or publicly available, but not really accessible databases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and much of it, we just generate uh, in-house. Right,
0: and then as you learn and as you grow, right? That's the whole data set model, right? Exactly. So then what was it going to be in New York then? Because we had Street Easy, we had Zillow, so they already existed, correct, when you came over? Yeah, so I think the, the first- And what year was it when you just
1: landed and you were like, all right, we're gonna fucking blow up New York? So when I joined we uh, localize, when I joined localize at the end of 2020, it was already uh, somewhat trying to operate in the U.S., in New York, uh, but in the old model. So basically take what we do in Israel and launch in the U.S. Like you said, I think competing with 3DZ Zillow was extremely hard uh, to sort of break yeah, through. Yeah, they were first movers, you know. Exactly. Or coming in late to the game. It's just uh, sort of kicking off a, um, a marketplace requires... Lots of funding, it's sort of, it's it's a process, it's very hard to join when you're late to the game. And especially it's like strength on strength, right? You gotta find your angle, and your angle isn't us go
0: head to head with the biggest companies, like it's just a recipe for disaster. Exactly, so that was tough. So And which I love about technology, so what was the pivot, right? So you come in and you're like, I can't do it this way, this
1: isn't gonna work. Exactly, so, so we joined, we said, okay, what do we have? We have a very strong team of engineering in Israel. Uh, we have a very strong data-driven product. We're plugged into databases, uh, we have a lot of machine learning, uh, AI, sort of deep technology engineers in Israel that are top of top of the world. This is
0: pretty Chat GPT, right?
1: Where the whole world wants to talk about it. You exactly. already were on in that game. This is a year ahead of uh, sort of AI Chat GPT exploding, mm-hmm. and so we look at residential real estate. We, we say, okay, again, massive market, right? Two trillion dollar of transaction volume every year. One point six million real estate agents. Ninety billion dollars of agent commissions. But then if you look at the market, again... So almost- you knew
0: that there was a market, right? That data is just saying, all right, it's massive.
1: There's money to be made if we can come up with some kind of solution. Exactly. And then when you think about it, there's really no technology, right? The We, we specifically looked at how an agent or a brokerage work. Uh, and and how efficient they are, right? And if you look at basically the one metric that really matters, you spend a lot of money on lead acquisition, on getting in front of people. How many of those people do you get to transact with you? And the number is below 1%. Oh, I can imagine. Although I'm just curious, you looked at the tech
0: landscape of brokerage, right? And we're getting into how you localize is now like, you know, penetrating that space. What did they say was tech? What was it? You know what I'm saying? Because there are companies out there that said they were tech forward. But what did you see? You're saying you didn't see the tech, but what were they pretending like they were doing? Is it like that the listings were
1: in the cloud? Is that like tech? So I think there was a sort of one big innovation that's, you know, uh, well worth the... Where Zillow, yes, there was like aggregation, moving uh, listings into portals, making it accessible. I think that was an actual shift or change. Yeah, but what's fascinating about that is it wasn't the brokerage community. It wasn't the brokerage, exactly. Right? It was like the
0: technologists who looked at the problem because within the brokerage community, they were all pretending that they were, I don't know pretending, I don't wanna say that, but like they thought they were, had technology. They weren't paying attention, which I think is indicative of this industry. It's like, we think we understand what's happening, but we didn't go to, we're not a physicist at MIT telling you, okay, if you believe that, like pay attention.
1: Yeah, so, you know, when when we came in, we we're, were kind of, uh, again, not too, we were kind of modest. We were like, okay, well, how are you doing things? And, and really, if you put technology aside for a second, it's just, it was mind blowing to us that you spend all of this money acquiring leads, but you then. Right. So you're saying you the attack is the leads. Percent. So boom, right? Exactly. And anyone in sales knows what you're talking about. They're like, exactly. I talk to
0: 100 people, one communicates with me, and they're really annoyed at me, right? Yeah. It's like Wolf of Wall
1: Street. You pick up the phone. You're just like dial 100 numbers. Yeah, Just go. Like what are you doing? You spend this money. You lose 99% of your, your the leads that you buy. It's just mind-blowing, right? Think of a business that spends a lot of money on growing and then lose, loses 99% and is okay with it. It's just mind-blowing to us. Why and, do you think they were losing them? And so that's what we asked. We were like, okay, but but how? why? Like, why does that happen? And the reality is that in order to be successful as an agent, as a brokerage, you have to balance sort of on one hand, you need to build meaningful relationships. Um, you get, you need to get people to trust you, to basically have you be their champion, right? In the biggest financial decision of their life. At the other hand, you know, at the same time, you have to do it at a very, very large scale. You have to do it with thousands or tens of thousands of people because you don't know who will transact. Right, because that's that sales... It's a numbers game, right? Exactly. So that is kind of
0: what we saw. Wait, no, you said something interesting. It's not just a numbers game. It's also a timing game,
1: right? When they transact. Exactly. You have to manage, you have to build meaningful relationships with an unreasonable number of people simultaneously. And that is just something that is humanly impossible to do without technology. And that is the problem that we came in to solve.
0: Well, I think that there's a few people, or let's call them the 0.001%, who have solved that, I guess, with you know, content and social media and we can name like one or five, right? But sure. everyone else, no, right? Yeah, but you have like 1.6 million agents and you have five of these. Like, yeah, five of these, right. I'm just saying. So so that was where you were like localized can insert itself. Exactly. And that was the problem you can solve. How? Like, how are you going to solve that?
1: So we sort of deconstructed, right? Why do you lose opportunity? Why do you lose transactions? Why do you lose opportunities? Because you, eventually you are human. You wake up in the morning. doesn't matter if you have 200 or 2,000 or 20,000 people in your database, you sort of, okay, who do I talk to today? And you kind of guess. You choose randomly 20 to 50. You can hire other people to give calls, but it's a very small amount. And you you don't know if they're real, right? You just, you did from your personal opinion. You
0: didn't,
1: right? it's just random. You send someone on their birthday, but is a birthday sort of a signal that you're going to buy a house? Probably not. Or maybe they're really upset, (laughs) and now they hate you, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They don't want to know it's their birthday. Uh Uh, so that's kind of how we start. And we say, okay, how can we how can we help? How can we amplify agents in the sense that we will put them uh, at the right time in front of people who actually are ready and want to transact? How can we take the piece of qualification, engagement, uh, advancing people in the process? How can we leverage technology to do that? And then have humans focus on where humans are actually exceptional, right? So the goal is not to replace the agent. It's to amplify them. It's to power I them. Think-
0: you know I'm not even like concerned about that, or, I completely agree. it's not right? because we I've even spoken to you about it. We don't transact without a human for 250,000 and above. like we yeah. don't. and we know that from the eye buying and the power buying. So no one's replacing an agent. Yeah, but what you're saying is just like so in- simple and like intuitive, right? Like it, it's it's almost like it's a no-brainer, right? Like I mean, you haven't told how. okay, fine. how. Tell me how first, before I, because I know, but tell our audience how. How
1: do you do what you're saying? So, again, you're an agent. Uh, You wake up in the morning. You have 2,000 people in your contact list, in your Rolodex, in your sphere of influence. How do you choose? We say don't choose, right? Partner with Localize. We will give you uh, a system that you can plug your database into. You can upload a file. You can plug systematically programmatically. That piece is easy. We take all of your leads. And we start to engage them using uh, our AI uh, software called Hunter, right? So Hunter over uh, SM. Hunter is sort of like a ChatGPT type uh, interface uh, that is extremely smart. And so, let's say you give us 2,000 leads, Uh, Hunter will start to engage with each and every one of them in a personalized way. It will ask them. Uh, question around what are they looking for, uh, timeline, budget, deal breakers, nice to have, all of those things. And then it will start to recommend apartments. And uh, it can A-B test it, right? Exactly. Everything is A-B tested. So we send you a recommendation. It's one-to-one. It's not a one-size-fits-all. And then and we... they get that information.
0: Like what do you mean? the Can the agent change the message going out? Can they use their brain and say, maybe at this time they want to hear about this, or does the program do it on its own?
1: So one of the challenges we've found in real estate is that the adoption of technologies is very low because most technologies actually tell you what to do, but then you have to do it. And So our system is is proactive. So you as an agent, you can tweak the first message. You can tweak the data that you want. You can guide us at the beginning. But then the notion is that you give the system the freedom to do what it thinks is best. uh, And we now have the numbers and the data to show that we actually in many cases, outperform what you would otherwise do. I mean, I bet you within two days you outperform them. Like, you're like, how about you simmer down? I know you think you know,
0: but you know, right? Our, our information is just greater, right? We're not dissing the human. You're just not going to be, you don't have the data set that we can comprehend in seconds. Yeah, we're, we're speeding up the process so that you can jump in at the right time. Okay, cool. So now you've got this system that basically <laughs> goes to the top of funnel, right? And to drive someone through it. Right? Everyone. We to, send and, recommend- then, and then put the human in the moment that they need that interaction. Take them as far as you can.
1: Yeah, exactly. We send recommendations and then we measure. We measure how you as a buyer engage. Did you read the message? Did you click it? Did you respond actively? Did you spend more time looking at the kitchen images or the bathroom or the living of room? Course. Right? And then the next recommendation will come basically more personalized to you, make it more appealing to you to engage. Uh, and we do that every single day for, at this point, hundreds of thousands of potential buyers damn yeah
0: and then what happens so now you know so much about the behavior of that buyer right they're they're just spending more of their day looking at images you know what images they're looking at you're recommending listings to them
1: yeah Yeah. but but whose listings everyone's we're plugged into uh the mls's and we're basically uh listing so you're
0: probably like the most optimized you know unit picker right based on by the way It's not experience, you know, the AI didn't go into the apartment, but it's like these images, this layout, this information, right? Which is like incredible. It's still better than anyone could do, right? Then what happens? You on the other side, the buyer now, you're that, that
1: agent gave you that, that, that lead. Now what? So we engage, qualify, nurture, advance people in the process. When someone gets to a point where they're ready to go see a place in person, uh, they, and there are many ways to sort of figure that out. They can actually ask for a showing. They can say they like an, a property. There are many ways to say it. Uh, at that point, we, uh, we basically pull that lead, pull back the agent. We say, we have a, one of your buyers is ready to go see a place. Uh, we give them a quick brief of everything we've learned. Obviously, throughout the process, they have full transparency, but we give them a quick summarized brief of everything we learned. And then as soon as the agent and the buyer confirms that they want to move forward, we basically make the match. We make the introduction, reintroduction, and we say, go, close the deal.
0: Wow. I mean, look, I know a bunch about it. And even in construction, like the way we purchase supply would have been just like you're saying, call everyone up and see who has what. You can easily insert some type of AI and nurture that and get the best pricing. Like it's, it's a no-brainer to me. So... In that regard, I find it fascinating that you're like, for some reason, real estate is a laggard. Like the second they hear this, there's no one that shouldn't be getting sort of pricing from you. So how is the business going? Like in general, it seems to me it's a no-brainer. So how have you expanded now that you're in New York? Like was it a lot harder than your expectation? What's the resistance and how are you doing?
1: We started in New York uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, As of last couple of months, we've expanded to Chicago and then to Miami, uh, South Florida, basically Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, it's going pretty well. We, I think the biggest challenge when we started a year and a half ago was pre ChatGPT, pre AI. Everyone was sort of afraid yeah. of technology. Yeah. you were trying to replace us. Yeah. It was post the hype of like eye buying. Everyone were like, we're going to eliminate the agent. Everyone were concerned about giving, like sharing. So it was perception. Isn't that wild? It I was mean, perception that's human and psychology, and right? Ego. Yeah. Perception and ego, I would say. But over the last year and a half, we have grown significantly. So we now have customers who uh, have been working with us for more than a year. Uh, the data, the ROI is clear, right? They're making more money with localized than they would have otherwise made uh, make without localized, or or more opportunity in the
0: moment you're supposed to be there. Like what you're saying is just more opportunities to actually get deals than more opportunities to just
1: try to get leads. Exactly, more engaged users, more opportunities, more people coming back to them versus going to someone else. And is it a SaaS platform? So, and is it is it the
0: individual broker that is the client, or do you get the the the
1: bigger companies as the client like what's what's how do you what's your your model what do you think so we can work with all of them uh we started with individual agents uh we then moved to team leads and now we have full brokerages we have team leads and we have agents Uh, we we have a a solution for everyone and the the integration so to speak is relatively simple
0: i mean it's very easy it's a few minutes wow and then they're already up and running Yep. But the one thing they have to provide is the top of funnel. They have to have names of people, or, and, and I guess they don't even need to be quote unquote buyers. They literally just need emails.
1: They need something to give you, right? They need a data set, no? They need a data set, they need uh, names and numbers. Uh, but again, we don't want uh, we don't partner with uh, sort of agents or people. I'd call it generally who who can just buy a list and give it to us. Right, that's not what we do. Uh, we work with the real estate professionals, right? Because that'll mess up your data, right?
0: Like if exactly. you just do that. Not that there you know it couldn't work for someone. It's just <laughs>
1: you kind of mess up that that the that you know the people are interested in real estate. Yeah. Plus, we, again, the goal is not to spam people. The goal is to take people who are genuinely interested in buying an apartment and creating a better way of buying an apartment, a better way where technology uh, gives you a counterpart that is not necessarily the human agent uh, throughout the process because that is tough on the agent, that gives you quick responses, mm. contextualized recommendations, that is equitable, right? That doesn't care if you have a s- low or high budget uh, race, skin color, men or female. It, it gives, doesn't know. It doesn't care. Gives equal service to everyone. I think it's just a better way of, of finding your next home. Listen, it's it's definitely a task
0: that you know, not fortunate, unfortunate, obviously it can just do it better than a human. Like we don't need to like argue that fact, but at the end of the day, humans still need trust with other humans and that's how it will interact. So it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's like basically being a broker slash Iron Man woman or whoever you identify, but like now you're like a superhero in, a, in, a, in like a in a specific set, like you still need your credibility, you still need to understand the market, you still need to show these people that it works and that they should buy that. But like that grunt work is like incredible. So what's the future though? Like where's, what's the, what's, where does localized go? So they, they own this market, right? Let's say you had every broker, then what? Is that enough for the business? If you're like, I need penetrate 50% of the marketplace, it's a wrap. Or are there other things that you're seeing on the pathway?
1: So uh, it's a good question. I'd say at this point we're focused on um, putting our technology in as many uh, as many agents or brokerages' hands as possible. Right? We want more people to use the technology. Uh, it benefits eventually. It benefits them. Mm. Um, as we scale, I think there there are more opportunities that open up. Right? We can help people because we manage this this process. We can help them. Uh, find a mortgage advisor at the right uh, point in time. We can help them find legal services if they need. Um, and so we, when we look into the future, basically, we want to be the gateway, right? We will, Right. You want to have the wedge into the transaction. Exactly. Again, on behalf of the partner agent, the partner brokerage, right? So we provide these services to them. Right. Uh, however, we provide a suite of solutions. We become their operating system in engaging all of these buyers, potential buyers. And... <clears throat> You're saying it's not to then do the
0: same thing for the mortgage banking industry or another industry. It's to stick with the transaction. Because that wedge through the trusted advisor, the broker, is just the best way that you have found in order for the other services to get attached to it.
1: Yes. Through I that
0: that's... that 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 person.
1: Yeah. I, I would say what we are very, very good at is having a human-like uh conversation, engagement, that is driven by machine learning and big data. So it's very contextualized. It can access basically every available data point in the market, right? Uh, and do that at scale for an unlimited number of people. And like like in milliseconds, and right? Like I think that's what people are
0: like forgetting is that this is just done so fast, meaning it's 10,000 things in one second that you have right now right exactly. and it's like and you see it even if you haven't used chat gpt yet just to write an email like it's good what do you want to change a word but like if you didn't change a word i don't think they'd think you were like bad or not good like you'd be like all right like it's cool right yeah so if you're using your own proprietary technology to execute the same to me it's it's wild even if I was getting in the game, that I would use it like personally. If if I was on that side, on the brokerage side, looking for leads, like I understand specifically and I feel like the future could be just massive, honestly, you know, because you can just do it anywhere, right? You just get the language model, you get the data points in any country. It
1: doesn't just have to be America and... Yeah, I think once you build the the sort of underlying infrastructure, yes. And again, we when we look into the future, we see one where if you do not leverage these new technologies, machine learning... Um. again, large language models, uh, big data, you will just be left behind. Agreed. You won't, you won't be competitive. Compete. No, exactly. it's not possible. The question is, when do you think that is? How fast? So we've seen things speed up quite aggressively over the last year. I think AI now, you can't speak to anyone without, like AI is in everything, right? Mm. How do you choose your serial I leverage AI? Um, so we've gone from being that only company that actually talks about AI that builds these deep technologies to everyone are talking about it. But I think we are the only ones that I know of, at least at this point that, that actually connect all of these technologies. So it's not just- And a first mover, like you're, you're into this space, first mover.
0: You didn't say I'm an I buyer, power buying, use an algo. You're like, no, we're using AI to this specific space right now, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you've been around in New York since 2020, right? Yep. So let me ask you, cause I have you here. About the future, okay? Because at least I have your brain to work on it. So, what do you think is going to happen then? Because you are getting that information, it's on rental and sales, right? Uh, we do mostly sales, but I think eventually we will also expand to rentals. So, and since we're New York centric, like what do you predict is going to happen in the sales market in New York over the next year as interest rates keep going up? Is it going to be impacted? Is it going to slow down? Like, what do you think? I mean, now you're all around the country, so it doesn't matter. That's why I'm asking you about New York, and since I'm New
1: York centric, I want to know. I want to know what that brain thinks. Uh, so first, uh, what do I know? The honest answer is, what do I know? Um, you read the news.
0: You get. You have a ton <laughs> of brokers that are your clientele. I mean, you get the you get the mo- the
1: cheese. You know, you get the uh, gossip. So I think the world is changing for sure. Um, the interest rates, psychology working from home uh, there's a lot of changes it's hard to know how exactly it will play out i also think the financial environment generally is changing now there's a lot of layoffs technology specifically Um, so new york is definitely going to be impacted in the long run i think it's going to uh, you know continue to grow and scale i think it's Limited like supplies, limited demand continues to grow, and so in the long term, I'm very, very optimistic. And
0: look at you as a human. You're like, if we talk about urbanization, you seem to not be able. to, You're only allowed to live in cities. He's at Tel Aviv, New York. I mean, yeah, you, know, you Miami. Do... You're like, look, no matter what, I want to be in a city. It's you know, we still love it, even though we're not going to the office as much.
1: Exactly. So I think eventually, long term, is very bullish. I think in the short term or short to medium, there's going to be changes. I think realist commercial real estate is definitely going to change. Uh, the baseline of how much people go to offices, where they work, how that structure is going to change. Uh, but there's already a lot of discussions on transitioning potentially commercial to residential, on you know investing in infrastructure to allow people to work remotely. Um, so again, I think in the long term. Now, think- how about your industry, the broker's? What do you think about what will happen to them if transactions
0: are down? Do you think you'll have a small set of brokers which makes localized even that much more important
1: and powerful for those that are there? So I don't think that the, the industry, the market as a whole will shrink. I think like every or most other uh, industries that were disrupted by technology, I think there's going to be some consolidation. I think it's become it, it will become more efficient um, with higher utilization, more focus. And so potentially you will have Maybe less real estate agents, uh, but the ones that will invest again in in, in progress, in technology, in tools, uh, real tools, uh, proactive tools, disruptive technologies—not just automation, sort of old old world technologies—they will prevail. They will I mean, I'm, I'm already
0: a fan of you, and I understand what it is you're doing. To me, without, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not. It's not like an ad for you, but like, how could you not call up and just find out what the deal is? Like, just to be like, yeah, well, how much does it cost? You know what I mean? And just to talk to your crew. So how can they find you? What's the best way to
1: find uh, Localize? So uh, best way is to go to our site, uh, localizeos.com, and ask for a meeting. Talk and then to you, you have like a big Instagram following, you got a big TikTok you know? I'm I mean, say, no. I'm not sure what my Instagram
0: <laughs> handle is knowing you after we uh, spoke you must have a fucking I've huge not. I used bro. To have Instagram only with
1: my, uh, my, myself and my dog and then my wife told me oh, you're married you have three kids you should probably post other things and so I'm not great you're trying to soon. find out what to post now huh?
0: yeah I mean, uh, alright well listen I really appreciate you I can't wait to be on stage tomorrow with you and thank you for coming through brother man awesome thank you you got it now, that was an episode you better have paid attention to. You better hit them up and take a look. If you're on that side of the business, you're in that brokerage business, you better pay attention. If you're in another business that doesn't have to do with that brokerage business, you better find the companies that are doing something similar to get involved. If you're not doing what his company is doing for this business, you're going to be left behind. I don't even know if you're a star agent or just getting started. How do you not get powered up like that, like immediately? You pay that monthly fee for that sass and boom shakalaka you got deals coming in and out left and right you don't have to worry about it go to the moment and the minute where you're needed as a human to get the transaction done the rest of it let the people who do it better the ai not people the computers who do it better than you get the job done for you i mean boom i'm doing it i do it in my business you should be doing it in yours and they're definitely doing it and hitting it right so Come on in, take a look. If you thought like what I did, that was straight fire. Oh, and by the way, like and subscribe. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Make some damn comments. We got sponsors now, people.